The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth with you. And joining us now is Matthew Friedman of FantasyLife.com. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Let's start with the game of the week here, the 49ers and the Eagles. This number has been moving around. It's also inconsistent from one book to the next. Right now at BetMGM, the 49ers are three-point favorites on the road with a total of 46.5. For when should we pounce and what side should we look at? I think this is Eagles, and I say that with a little bit of reservation, like knowing that the 49ers are the best team in the league. I have them power rated one, uh, 1.25 points higher than the Eagles. They should be favored. Quarterback Brock Purdy, I think he should probably be the MVP, if not the like the MVP front runner, the guy who garners more conversation at the end of the season than what he's gotten so far. He's number one in a number of metrics that are highly correlated to who wins MVP. Number one in composite EPA and completion percentage over expectation. Number one in adjusted yards per attempt. Number one in ESPN's QBR. Like if his name were Aaron Rodgers, like create an alternate universe where Aaron Rodgers, instead of being traded to the Jets, is traded to the 49ers this offseason. And he does exactly what Brock Purdy has done he would easily be the MVP front runner. So right now, even if you don't think Brock Purdy is worthy of MVP, the 49ers have an MVP caliber quarterback playing within their offense. So the 49ers should be favored. All right. All of that said, three is too much. It is too much for the Eagles at home who are 17, 16, 17, six and one against the spread with Jalen Hurts at home and outside of division because home field advantage in division is a little bit different than home field advantage outside of division. Home field advantage in division is basically cut by half. 
So greater home field advantage at home outside of division. Hertz is 12 and three against the spread in that situation. So this is a really good spot to get a team that we know is a good team at home going against a team outside of division. And the 49ers, they do have three days extra rest, but they are traveling across country. And this is their third road game in the past four games. So even though they have the extra rest, there's still a discount because of the travel and because of the road weariness. So Eagles at plus three, I think is just a little too rich. I have this projected at plus two. So I think there's value in getting the key number of three. And if this dropped down to two and a half, I think there's value in teasing. So very much like this spot right here for the Eagles. Yeah, there are. If you shop around right now at this point before the market decides to settle on this, uh, you can't find some two and a halfs out there. Interesting what you said about Purdy. Uh, the resume that is needed for an MVP, like Purdy does, check off a lot of those boxes. Uh, we were talking about it yesterday when we were going over the MVP. And um, yeah, Purdy's n- numbers come down a little bit. But the one name that just, it's been going on for a month now. And he had an opportunity to flash, and he did flash against a very weak opponent on Thanksgiving. That's Dak Prescott. And it's, to see his number at some point, some places, six. Like every week it's been cut in half, cut in half, cut in half, cut in half. Not a division leader. So at the moment, can't get one of those top couple of seeds in the conference. What do you think about uh, Dak's resume? Because a lot, of, a lot of metrics, he is there with Purdy. So I think, you know, they're kind of part of the same uh, conversation. I think you're absolutely right. The numbers or the metrics that I listed earlier, adjusted yards per attempt, composite um, EPA and completion percentage over expectation, uh, ESPN's QBR, Dak is top four in those. So he checks the boxes in terms of having good enough individual production. But really, if you had to think about the way that MVP has been awarded for the past decade and really beyond that, it's kind of like, what is one of the top teams in the league? And, you know, historically it was, does this team get a buy in the playoffs? Okay. Out of the teams that have a buy on the, in the playoffs, who is the best? That's the guy who generally gets MVP. It's a little bit different now that you have only two buys awarded instead of four. But I think whoever wins MVP is going to have to be on a team that is one of the top two seeds. So that is the path for the Cowboys. They will need the Eagles to lose this week, and then they will need to beat the Eagles at the end of the season and then maybe even get a little more luck after that. But if that happens, I think Dak wins the award because he does actually have the resume, the individual statistics to back it up. And in a a season where scoring is down, no quarterback has really like taken hold of the league and actually seems to want to win the award. Dak is the one guy who has the efficiency metrics and the raw overall production to actually say, hey, if my team is good enough, I deserve to win MVP. Love it. The MVP conversation is fascinating this season. Well, Dak is in action against the Seahawks. This line at nine. Do you think this number is right, Matthew? You know, it's this is a fascinating number to me. If we look at where this line was posted before the season started, this number was three and a half, right? Like we have been on quite a journey since then. Even in the look ahead market last week, this number was hovering between six and a half and seven. It opened at seven and a half, got 
bet up to nine and a half. I think it even touched 10 at a couple of places and now has settled to nine. And I think what we are seeing here with this number is the fact that the Cowboys are a very strong front running team. Like if they are playing a team that is at their level, that is a very tight matchup where we would expect if the Cowboys win, they barely win. And if they lose, they could maybe lose by a decent amount, like we saw when they were playing the 49ers earlier this season. But when they are playing a team that is outclassed, the Cowboys are a statistical bully. They just pile it on. They do not take their foot off of the gas. And this is a situation where I think we see something like that unfold. So if this were a a normal kind of quote unquote normal matchup of the Cowboys going against a team in their tier, I think this would be very tight. But going against a Seahawks team that I think has been overvalued based on what they did last year, what they did earlier this year, the Seahawks do not look like a good team. I would say like they're probably a league average team and the Cowboys at home primetime seven days of rest like they should be able to put away a team that is league average and given the way that they pile on points nine feels a little just a touch too high but like you could not pay me to bet on the seahawks in this spot and i think what we see here is a little bit of teaser protection where the true number is probably seven and a half or eight or let's say eight eight and a half but if it were that number everyone would be piling into teasers on the Cowboys and the books would probably have just a little too much liability. And so this number of nine, that makes sense. And it is that time of the year, right? Like in terms of thinking about teasers as numbers get sharper and sharper because we have better information, all of that stuff, like those things kind of matter in terms of, uh, you know, allocating, you know, whatever Intel you're supposed to have and all that good stuff. But specifically when we're talking about this game, you, you hit the nail on the head, I think, when it comes to the Cowboys can bully lesser opponents. Are you uh, of the belief then you should take C.D. Lamb all over receiving yards or Jake Ferguson? Or maybe there's somebody else uh, who's been brought into the fold a good bit more in this Cowboys offense. Yeah, I like that idea because if the Cowboys win, they probably don't win small they probably pile it on and they have been an over team this year, even with as great as their defense is, they have been an over team in part because, you know, like their defense can put them in great field position. Their defense can actually score points with what Deron Bland is doing every time. Like it seems like he touches the ball. And then of course their offense is much better than I would have anticipated it being given that is that it is directly under the, um, the guiding eye of Mike McCarthy. Like I thought there was going to be a really big downgrade with Mike McCarthy as like the genius of this offense. And they've actually vastly outseed, uh, like outpaced my expectations here. So yeah, I like mm-hmm. the idea of overs Jake Ferguson. He leads the league in targets in the red zone. Like that is unbelievable. I would say Jake Ferguson as an anytime touchdown candidate, like that always feels very live just because of how much they pepper him when they get near the goal line. Uh, and of course, CD lamb, the run that he has been on since week five, like week five was just an absolute catastrophe for the Cowboys when they lost in very ignominious fashion to the 49ers. Since then, it has been a total turnaround for this entire offense. And CD Lamb, like it feels like this guy is like a coin flip to go over 100 yards in every game that he is playing at this point. So yeah, thinking of alternate uh, alternate lines in the prop market for all of the Cowboys, same game parlays, putting all this together. Yeah, like that. 
Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Did we lose him? Yeah. I heard a gunshot. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> I, I hope it wasn't. <laughs> oh, there we go. Otherwise, we've got to see back. Oh, there we are. All right. Matt's Sorry, back. Matthew. You come okay. You guys have you me? still hear us, Matt? Yeah, we got yes, you now. Yeah. yeah. We got yeah, you yeah. Now. Okay, good. Thank goodness. All right. He's alive. All right. Good. Good. Um, I, I wanted to ask about Lions Saints because I find I found this one really interesting uh, from a fantasy perspective, like Saints wise. We'll, we'll get more intel later today with these injury reports, but they might be without receiver one, receiver two, receiver three. And, you know, where where do we go with that? The number's out to four. The Lions are a, a, a four point favorite. And I saw on your show yesterday that you were talking about Ben Johnson, like I'm here in Chicago city where I I expect the head coach to be fired, to join the list. We'll see if it actually happens, but Ben Johnson's been that guy that that people keep talking about. And it it feels like we're in a defensive league right now with the way unders have been hitting this season. So um, both sides of that game on the Saints side, how are they going to move the ball if they're missing all of the receivers? Is it just going to be Camara going crazy or what? And then on the Lions side, um, are, are you still as strong on Ben Johnson as everyone was early in the year? Yeah, I still like Ben Johnson. Um, you know, there are ebbs and flows to every season. I feel like what we've seen out of Jared Goff under Ben Johnson for the you know duration last season to this season I feel like that's a pretty good sample and I would expect that, you know, there've been some, some hiccups on offense for the lines, but they will get it sorted out. They have a lot of playmakers there on that side of the ball and they're getting healthy. You cannot say anything health wise that is positive for the saints. I mean, you just listed it there wide receiver one wide receiver two wide receiver three. I think all of those guys are going to be out this week. And mm-hmm. then on the defensive side of the ball, they're without their number one cornerback and Marshawn Lattimore without their top edge rusher potentially in Cameron Jordan, who uh, was dealing with a shin injury last week, uncertain for this week, need to you know monitor the injury report, but they could be without their top defensive players and their three starting wide receivers. Yeah, like how do they move the ball in, in this game? I, I mean, yeah, it feels like uh, just an overdose of Alvin Kamara and uh, Taysom Hill, which like, Taysom Hill, like kind of an interesting player, you know, whatever, especially like in fantasy, because there's like, is he a quarterback? Is he a tight end? You know, like what is his designation? But in in reality, if your offense is being funneled through Taysom Hill, you have very clear problems, you know, like that is not the way that a modern offense wants to be constructed. So I think, you know, the Lions as four point favorites on the road, that feels in terms of just like gut that feels like it is too much but when i'm doing my projections and i'm taking all of these injuries into account i honestly don't know if it's far enough like i have this projected at four and a half so like i'm close to in line with the market but i don't think that this number is unreasonable the way that i would have thought a week ago I'm curious your thoughts, kind of like Joe's question. I'm here in Washington where, you know, everyone kind of expects Ron Rivera to be gone. And 
oddly enough, they don't want Bienemy as the next head coach, but Bienemy seems to be getting a lot out of Sam Howell right now. I mean, he's the NFL passing leader as we speak. Um, they are playing Miami this week in that spread at nine and a half, but I'm just kind of curious overall big picture because I think folks would love Ben Johnston here as well. <laughs> yeah, the, the Bienemy thing is really interesting. And I think there are a couple of ways to think about it. One is the job that he's done in Washington, which I think has been, if not exemplary, still like much better than I would have anticipated. Like Sam Howell, as you mentioned, leading the league in passing, like that was definitely not anywhere in the range of outcomes in my projections, like thinking about how this season would unfold. And yeah, like if you have a team that is going to be playing from behind, you have to be aggressive on offense and they are at least doing that. They are throwing the ball much more than uh, a lot of teams in the league. Like they are at least like trying to put their team in a position to win. And a lot of that is driven by the offense. So I think the deserves credit for that. And at the same time, you look at like what has happened in Kansas city since the left. And like, I'm not saying like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Bianami was the mastermind of that Kansas city offense because like he wasn't, that is obviously you have Andy Reed, you have Patrick Mahomes. It feels like almost nothing else matters, but like given that a lot of the same things are in place, like what is missing? Well, Bianami, like Bianami was, I think an underappreciated part of what they had going on in Kansas city previously. So without him, I, I don't know. I, I think the enemy should be a head coach next year. Matthew Friedman, make sure to follow him on X at Matt F. The Oracle. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is Becky Bell Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, more of our bets and takes for college football's championship weekend right here on the Becky Bell Network.